ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hello, fellow humans. Welcome to the Hot Mess Clubhouse, a podcast that celebrates funny women. I'm your token interviewing person, Lucy Vine, and today I welcome the brilliant Macy Adams. That was a hilarious joke just for her, because her name is actually Maisie Adam. She is the genius comedian who won the So You Think You're Funny competition in 2017, and then blew everyone away at last year's Edinburgh Fringe, getting nominated for the Best Newcomer Award. And you've probably seen her all over your TVs in recent months on things like Mock the Week. Maisie and I get super silly in this chat, speaking about wasps, lies, Steve Irwin and other people's drama. I have the best time with this woman and I hope you love it. Also, if I can take a moment before we begin to self-promote like a legend, my third book is out this week. Are We Nearly There Yet is out on Thursday and it's about Alice who goes off travelling. It's a bit like an eat, pray, shag and I think you should buy it because it's really excellent. Thank you. Hello, Maisie. Hello. Hello, Lucy. And you're Adam as opposed to Adams. You're Thank a singular you. Adam, Thank right? Thank you for realising that. that. Yeah, because I get Does that all drive sorts. you crazy? Yeah, and, like it, and then you look an idiot or you look a bit of a diva yeah, it's actually being Adam. like, yeah, it's Adam. Because like some people have really, you know, like much longer and more complex names. Yeah, it's quite, it should be quite a straightforward, easy name So to then you look, you look a bit pedantic being like, it's mm. actually Adam. Yeah. It's something that shouldn't grind your gears, but it but does. Really does. And then you feel like an idiot for pointing it out. So you yeah. just do that British thing of being like... Pretending. And then yeah, forever fine. talking yeah. to these I'll people. I'll just forever be as... Macy Adams. Yeah, it's not my name, but we'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to the Hot Mess Clubhouse. Have you ever been in a club before? Uh, many, many. Oh yeah. Club. Oh, I love. Eg. I I just love a night out. I do. <laughs> I proper love a night out. Um, I'm taking it. That's Raver. what you mean when you say I don't a club. Mean that. No, but we'll come back round. What sort of clubs are you I meaning? Mean like, a, like, like a private a, members like club, like a Scientology. Oh, or... oh, oh, like a cult club. I'm happy to go with the flow. Yeah, I mean nightclubs are where I feel most at home. Oh, I'd really? say. Dancing, out of all of the clubs. not just standing in oh yeah no I'm not one of them idiots that just sits in a booth and takes <laughs> photos no I just love it I've proper just proper love a night but it has to be really good like um DJ has to be playing bangers after banger there was okay. up in Edinburgh last year Felicity Ward amazing. was doing a DJ set every Sunday I think so multi-talented isn't she, she like it's just amazing the woman has no end to her talent <laughs> and as a DJ like I'm nowhere near getting married but when I do I want Felicity to DJ it you're probably quite good at things, aren't you? Um, in general, just everything. Yeah, just I'm just good, good at everything, at everything. you try. Um, <laughs> I do. I'm. I am a massive advocate for like just giving something a go and yeah. a, and having it having a try. That's you're how not I got into stand up. No, it's how I got into stand up. I just yeah. gave it a go. Mm. Um, I feel like comedy. You have to have quite a thick skin, surely, because you do actually. You do, but also like 
there's there's this weird thing in the comedy industry where people have their certain opinions on what route you should take to get into comedy. Mm. So some are like you need to do a course or you need to do you need to be on the open mic circuit doing five minute spots for at least six months. Everybody's got their own thing. Like my first gig was an hour long because it was the only thing I could find <laughs> that would that I could get in. When, this is when I lived up in Yorkshire. An hour is a long time to keep an but audience. But I couldn't get in at any club, so I just applied to a local fringe festival that was going on, like in, in one of these local villages, and I said, can I do stand-up? And they said, yeah, and they gave me an hour slot. And That's I thought incredible, that, you didn't And I audition. thought that was normal. I thought that wow. was... Because when you go and watch a comedian, it's it's an hour long. When you watch the DVDs, it's, it's at least an hour. So I was like, brilliant. I wrote what I thought was funny for an hour, did it. You just give it Are a go. You're just quite fearless then. Because that would I think, absolutely well, to be honest, terrify me. I, I think I was naive, but I miss that naivety now. Like I'm now currently writing my second Edinburgh show and bricking it. And everything I write, I'm like, is that good enough? Is that okay? No, that probably won't work. And I, I've been it before I've even tried it. And what I really crave is that naivety I had two years ago to just write and just do it. Just give it a go. If it doesn't work, move on to the next one. If it goes wrong, it's one bad gig, move on again. But I do think success success makes you um, very self-doubting. I yeah, 100%, weird. 100%. But it's like, um, I'm, I'm currently writing my fourth book and like the first one, great. Yeah. It was so excited. It was such because a joy. Because you've got nothing to live I'm up like, to. I'm so yeah. terrified. I can't put this out. This is what, like you were just saying, like every word, I'm like, that's terrible. There's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a, a marker that you've made yeah. and then anything that doesn't match that from then on, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm terrible. And you start to... You start to really doubt yourself. Comedy it's can be a real, um, yeah. it can be a real love hate relationship because you come out of some gigs and you think, God, this is brilliant. I don't I'm ever amazing. want to do anything else. Yeah, I've, I've clearly found my calling. <laughs> and then you come out of others and you think, maybe I was just, maybe I wrote like those five good jokes and they were great, but that was it. I've run out of them. Now. Yeah, genuinely, and and, and you have any funny. You kind of have anymore. to like give yourself a real just talking to and say, get a grip, just keep writing. Don't get lazy, um, and keep yeah, keep going. But I, I just yeah, give everything a go. You've had so much success already. Uh, have you ever worked another job? Has it always just been comedy? No, I graduated from uni and was working like temp jobs. I went to the University of Essex. Right. It was actually the drama school there, but I hate saying that because I sound really wanky. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Just joking. Um, but I kind of, to be honest, I came out of that degree. Uh, having learnt a lot but realised just the nature of the acting industry is so reliant on so many other people so first of all you've got to get the job which is really bloody hard and then if you turn up and you've learnt all the lines and you're off book by the date you're meant to be it's still reliant on all of the other cast having that work ethic or it's still reliant on the director being good or the script being good or that people come and watch it with stand-up it's so in your own you're, you're so in control yeah. you write the material you perform it you promote the night you make sure people come like if it doesn't isn't work isn't so much scarier it is it is that, the stakes if, are higher but if I a love show, it uh, fail, if a TV or a yeah. theatre show ever fails you can go oh well yeah the script was rubbish or the, or the, the director or, or whatever but then I find it like but when it's well, just you yeah <laughs> you've got yeah, to play and yourself. I've been in shows where the script was truly I mean I've been in some terrible plays at uni <laughs> good for you um, <laughs> And it's really hard to take pride in what you're doing when it's like that. Whereas if you if you back your show and you go, well, I think this is funny and I think I've got something to say, it might, in the work in progress shows, kind of die on its arse a few times, but you can work out the reasons why, Lucy. So I much prefer that control. And that's what I craved after graduating. So I, 
I moved back in with my mum and dad, and I think I was work. I mean, I worked in burger vans and yeah. anything. Just temp, temp work, yeah. The the job I was doing when I got the call to say I'd, I'd got through to So You Think You're Funny final, I was in a like a, a mobile caravan serving pims to people who were watching Wimbledon on the park. And you Leeds. left this job? Yeah, I know, I know, I miss it every day. <laughs> um, so I, I was just working temp whilst I worked out what it was I wanted to. I mean, mum and dad were great because... You know, your daughter's coming back from uni, moving back in. I mean, they probably not didn't have paying... high expectations for the drama. Well, I know, <laughs> I know exactly. But there I was going, oh, Just... um, you know, I'm going to give, I'm going to give uh, stand up a go, and they were like, oh, okay, well, what's your plan? And I just kept working these, like, stupid temp jobs, anything. Yeah. There was loads and loads of different ones, waitressing and, and wedding events, you know, working on I the bar at wedding events, fun, all though, of that kind it? of thing. Yeah, you see so many drunk, drunk people. Stags. Um, and then I kept getting, like, open spots down in London and getting the Megabus down to there and staying at a mate's and coming back. And it was just practising, practising and practising. And then, and then, so you think and then it you funny won, happened. Yeah, yeah, you won that, which is incredible. Yeah, that was weird. Have you found that, um, like, everybody from school is now trying to send you messages and be, like, trying to be a friend? <laughs> oh, do you know what? I, I remember people saying that that would happen. And I was like, no, it won't, like... And I'm I'm mates with a lot of mates from school. Yeah, were you so already thought, quite cool at school? No, oh, oh god, okay. no, no, I wasn't cool at school at all. I was I was a bit of a weirdo, um, <laughs> but I had a lovely group of friends. A lot of whom I'm still friends with now. And then it didn't really happen happen that much in twenty. It happened a little bit, just like people dropping me like, "Hey, long time no speak. How are you?" And you're like, "We looks like you're doing great." We didn't speak at school. Why would we speak now? Um, and then I've really noticed it in the last year since Edinburgh, where obviously like there was quite a bit of hype around the show. And then I got a lot of nice offers off the back of that. And that's when it started. When people saw that I was uh, headlining certain gigs, and especially I've been very lucky this last year to get a bit of TV work. And the first one was this... Stop saying uh, you're lucky, you're so talented. Well, it's, no, but it is, a, it is a luck thing as well. It's a lot of right place, right time. Um, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> And I got this. I got this one that was like a uh, the show hadn't been done before. It's called the Stand Up Sketch Show, and it was on ITV Two. And that was quite. It had some big names attached to it as well. And I started to get a few messages from old school pals. Then anybody asked you for free tickets? Yes. This is the thing. The people yeah. I didn't speak to are like. Oh, and I then recently, I did eight out of ten cats, and yeah. it was like I had somebody who like they went to my uni and I didn't know them at uni they were just on another course and they were messaging me being like do you think you could get Jimmy Carr to sign this birthday card for my dad <laughs> and it's like who do you like who do you think you are it's so if I was gonna do an yeah. embarrassing favour like that yeah, it would yeah. be for my actual friends yeah and then there was like there's people who've been I mean every school has them every school has them people who think who are big fishes in a small pond sure. and they thought they were the absolute dog's bollocks at school <laughs> and uni had some as well and then suddenly they're like hey do you remember when we went on that year 10 school trip and you're like yes I do and you were a dick <laughs> yeah you were bullying everybody yeah <laughs> um so it's quite uh it's been quite eye-opening really shall funny. we say yeah it's it's an interesting one because I was enjoying you on twitter this week oh yeah because you would you got everybody to tell you like like the bullshit this has gone mental it's gone mental all the replies are so funny but loads of them seem to be like terrible lies you tell each other at school yeah 
Oh hey, it's me, interrupting like a dick. Just for context, Maisie asked people on Twitter to share the best bullshit they've heard because she went to school with a lad who claimed his dad invented the phrase no way, Jose, and that they were still living off the royalties. And that's the funniest so thing So I for just me. put that tweet out. Yeah. What was your favourite? Do you have a favourite of oh, the Oh, there's been so many. Someone claimed that Nan invented sewing. Uh, <laughs> someone, one was really funny. It was... Uh, this lad tweeted me and he's like, a girl I used to work with claimed that her fella made her levitate during sex. <laughs> uh, it's times like that, though, when Twitter is a great place. Yeah, yeah. A lad, uh, a lad at someone's school claimed that he could kick down uh, a detached house and he drew diagrams of down. how he would do it. Seems he was plausible. like, it would take a year, but I can I do it. That. And he had like a system of like, you'd start with the tiles and then there was like weather components of like, has to be a wet day. Were there three little pigs It's involved? so stupid, isn't it? <laughs> um, but I honestly, I tweeted it just thinking I could get a couple of replies. Yeah. I checked my phone the other day and like Simon Pegg's got involved, the guilty feminists have been involved. People love like, lies. It's so good. Yeah. I'm loving it. Did, were you a liar at school? Did you... I think I was an over-exaggerator, definitely, yeah. definitely. I remember me and my sister telling this one girl when we were in primary school that, <laughs> this is a bit random, John Major, who yeah, was yeah. Prime former Minister, Prime Minister, yeah. um, and Hitler uh, were both our grandparents, but nobody could know because they were related. Oh. So the Prime Minister, I think this was, he That's was so bizarre. So weird, it's just right? Like, where does the, where where does the want from? to invent that lie come from? Yeah, I um, think it started as a sort of we have famous grandparents and then we just spiralled. Yeah, 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 yeah. They used to be, do you remember the, what were they called? Alex Ryder books. And oh, in yeah. the film they were portrayed by Alex Pettifer yeah. and all of the girls just went crazy about Alex Pettifer. Yeah. So I saw I saw Alex Pettifer when I was on a, um, me and my family went down to London for like a weekend to go and see some shows and we spotted him and I was like, oh my God. And I found myself going back to school and being like, and we saw Alex Pettifer, we saw him in the street, and everyone was like, no. And I was like, yeah. And, and then, then he asked me out. Did you actually yeah. say that? And they were like, no, he didn't. And I was like, yeah, but I said it wouldn't work because I lived up north, so <laughs> I pied off Alex Pettifer. I mean, clearly nobody believed it, but at the time I think everyone was like, oh, okay, I bet, I bet some people kind of half believed it. I'd love it if they did. I mean, I if you saw Alex me in Pettifer. year nine, you wouldn't believe it. Like... <laughs> Some lanky year nine being like, oh yeah, Alex Pettifer, yeah. I was working, because I'm older than you, obviously, but I worked at Sugar Magazine when Alex Pettifer was kind of coming up Mm -hmm. um, and I did interview him and he was very difficult. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I think he's notorious. Well, like, he got cut out of most of Magic Mike or Magic Mike 2, I can't remember, because him and Channing Tatum, like, completely fell out. It was a really big thing. That's so surprising because also, like, he's not, he's not, um, you don't see Not as much of him anymore, do he you? He was the next big thing, wasn't he? Yeah. He was the next big thing. So I was you know supposed what? to interview probably, him in LA. If that is true, he's a good example of how it's just better to not be a dick in the industry isn't it exactly because it will bite you just got too big people think like oh you can be a dick but as long as you've got your career people will just take it they don't not if you're also you're not you've not got international stardom yet so don't I mean even when you do have it don't become a dick this is something I've learned as well on the comedy circuit because you became a dick and everybody rejected you yeah exactly yeah (laughs) I'm just the biggest dickhead on the you've kind of had some highs and lows the 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 biggest names I've met, by and large, I mean, obviously there's a few nubbeds, but the the really big names that I've met and, like, my heroes have just been lovely. Yeah. Really great. And that's... Of course they've got to where they are off their merit and their talent, but also just being nice. It makes you get booked again. Yeah. It makes you... 
when people are like, oh, we need someone for this last minute TV record because someone says dropped out, they're not, and they've got two options. They're not going to go for the one who's difficult. They're going to go for they're the one. Not going to go for Alex Pettifer, who's lovely. And then I've also met comics who like are really not all that like. Yeah, you're it's all always like, you know, the sort of as somebody who's interviewed uh, for mm-hmm. magazines and stuff. It's always the sort of middle, the middle level, level that are dicks. So they're doing A-list really well. They're doing really well on the circuit. Yeah, yeah, they're gigging every night. But if I mentioned their name to my mate, they wouldn't know who they were. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They're not sure. like on my TV screens or whatever. And they can sometimes really be a, a knobhead. Interesting. And like in those proper like you know comedy clubs where often you are the token female on the lineup this i've is noticed it, a lot of quite um, a male space a lot of time yeah and there's, and especially when you're new as well there's a lot of like louis ck showing you his dick <laughs> well thankfully nothing like that <laughs> but there's also like a lot of um just it feels like an old boys club because they're all in on something that you're not in on and then when you try to contribute often they talk over you like you're not there and so that can be really frustrating and then when you go and do something like eight out of ten cats on mock the week you're like well this is the top end this is going to be horrible and actually really everyone's nice. lovely oh that's nice because a lot of people have had bad experiences on those panels. i shows. had like the nicest thing on, on well, i think the week. they've made an effort to make it much nicer space for women yeah i do think so like Hopefully. my my episode was a 50 50 split of, of male and female uh, on do the panel do you find that female comics are supportive and yeah and i had inclusive. sarah pascoe as my uh, team captain so and i'd never met her before i went and saw her when i was at uni she came uh, to south end so i went and saw her and I just thought she was brilliant. And then I saw that she was my team captain. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be like really weird. Yeah. Um, and she was the loveliest, probably one of the loveliest person I've met in the industry. She's so Like, nice. so even when we were in the makeup bit before, she was like, I think she could tell I was a bit nervous. And she just reached over and she was like, you look beautiful, by the way. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. Oh, she's so nice. I know. And then, and then we got to the side where we were about to be called out. And I said, oh, do we do we go out with our notes? And she went, oh no, the the crew will come and take them off them off you and put them on on your desk. But if they don't, give them to me and I'll I'll walk out with them. And she was she was just lovely. Oh, she God. was really really lovely. And there was a few times where I went to say things, and one of the other panelists was talking, and then she'd make sure she'd be like, Maisie, what were you going to say again? Oh, so it was I just really, that. you know, she she did stuff that she didn't have to do. Yeah. Um, you could kind of tell that she'd been. Because obviously she's been on the circuit a lot longer than me. So she's probably she's seen been the that type of woman yeah. on yeah. the panel shows when the panel shows were like what the comedy clubs are yeah. often like now. So I, you, I really if, appreciated um, if it. If she even maybe said like we need more women for that episode, probably or I wouldn't be surprised. She's a yeah. real um, she, well, she's using her power for good now. Isn't yeah, she? I, th- I just think she's fantastic. So do I. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna do now okay. a club. I keep calling it a clubhouse initiation, just to kind of stay oh on God. theme. But it's actually just that some very bullying some done. silly questions. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Does, Should it? we fuck a pig? Yeah. Yeah. Let's all let's all. Fuck Yay! A I'll have some pigs brought down oh, here. God. <laughs> have you ever been stung by a wasp? No. No. No wasp oh. or bee. To the point where I'm starting to think it's a myth. Are you Bruce Willis from Unbreakable? Literally, like so many people are always like, my boyfriend. He like he gets so weird when a wasp or bee comes. Back. He like freaks out. I'm like, what's what's the matter? And he he's been stung before, so he knows what to. Whereas I'm like, doesn't 
you don't know the it's pain. not a threat because it's not happened i'm mm. like it, they just don't sting they don't do it i thought i was invincible because it had never happened and one time um a bee or a wasp like actually sort of bounced off my skin yeah it i've had that like it, it went i've had them full on land on and then go off yeah. this is why i'm convinced it doesn't mm. happen but then it did happen to me um in my friend's house because it was it was actually on the blanket i think and i put does my hand it on really it. hurt and it did really hurt. well actually like when it actually happened i was a bit like oh i think i just got stung but then the pain then it kicked starts in. radiating do you remember that film my girl with macaulay Culkin? yeah of course. and he dies because he's allergic to wasps and he That's gets dark, he gets attacked it? yeah it's like Maybe a really it's like a really wasps. lovely like children's film and then the main character who's yeah. so cute just dies at the end yeah and you have to be like, oh, I guess we're learning about grief now at six years old. That's um, much Marley and me now. Yeah. yeah. No, never been stung. Never been stung. So you might be allergic. By anything. Not been stung by jellyfish either. Could be allergic. What else is there? Jellyfish, wasp. Jellyfish, wasp, What else bees. can, be what else can sting you? Uh, a stingray. R.I.P. Steve Irwin. I know. Oh, Yeah. Fuck, I haven't thought about Steve Irwin for a while. Oh, I think about him so often. Do you? I follow his family on Twitter. Do you really? Oh my God, they're amazing. Terry Irwin, his wife, and then Bindi and Robert, his children. And they are just so wonderful in the way they carry on his legacy. Bindi has settled down with a lovely man called Chandler, who also works at the zoo. Like, oh God, they're just the most wholesome family. But they still tweet about Steve quite a lot. Yeah, all the time. They tweet like old footage um, like of, that Steve would take of them. Bindi went on Dancing with the Stars two years ago and won in with America. Derek Hoff, who used to go Derek out with Cheryl Cole. Yes. Anyway, she won. She won. Did she? I'm the biggest fan of the Irwin family. I didn't even know that you could watch Dancing uh, with the Stars over here. Is you can a on special YouTube. Channel? Oh, I see. If you so type in that, Irwin. You're that obsessed. Just, <laughs> so I just regularly YouTube the Irwin family. Do you like dancing or was it literally just oh, the Irwin family? I don't family like dancing, but I do love watching dancing. Strictly Come Dancing every year. Would you I like to go on Strictly? It. It's my main career goal. Yeah. I had a dream that I won um, Strictly because I danced the Paso Doble to um, Darude Sandstorm. You know, do 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 think you could do it? Could you, can you actually dance? No, not at all. But I won and I beat, I was with Kevin Clifton. I may of course And I beat BBC weather presenter Thomas Schaffernacker. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's a really attractive I get my weather from ITV. Oh, controversial. Uh, Don't want to end this prematurely. This budding friendship. Yeah, I'm out. Um, <laughs> you should take dance lessons so that you're ahead of the game when it actually comes round to. You, you know, being people asked. do that apparently because obviously yeah, I listen to all case. the strictly inside class. What you need to do is be asked. You have to turn it down a couple of times because that's what all the cool people do. Yeah, but I wouldn't be that take cool. Those lessons. As soon as I get the offer, I'd be like, yes, before they can take it back. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to help your career here. Uh, just I... saying. Turn it down. Come so you can say in interviews. Oh, well, they have asked, but I'm just not quite ready. You know, I'm just so busy with my career right now. If you're busy with your career, you don't get asked. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like when people say that, I'm like bullshit. <laughs> They don't ask anyone who's busy with their career doesn't get asked. The reason you've been asked is because your career is very much not busy at the moment. So you haven't been stung by a wasp? <laughs> I haven't been stung by a wasp, sorry. I've just offended every single person that's ever been on a reality show. That was amazing. Except Joel Domit, you were great on I'm a Celebrity. I was going to say, actually, if you don't get, um, if you're immune to insects, you should go on I'm a Celeb as well. Yeah. From Strictly I think that would be amazing to, to do, but I'd be petrified. Yeah. Can't do snakes and spiders. Scared? Can't do snakes and spiders. 
I don't mind them, but I just think no, can't put, do it. Putting them in unless your it's face. Steve Irwin holding them, <laughs> then I can't do it. There is an amazing video if you type in Steve Irwin Snake Eye to won't. YouTube. Um, so he's like on live TV and he's like talking about this snake. He's holding it and he's like, "Oh, she won't, she won't bite me. She's she's very calm." And then it just jumps up, bites him on the face. His face is like bleeding, and he's like, "Oh." Well, I was wrong. It's bitten me. And he just carries on because that's the kind of trooper Steve Irwin was. Okay. I just think he's great. Same. I said to my boyfriend the other day, I was like, what do you think of the name Irwin if we had a boy? Are and he serious? was like, no. How long have you been with not. your boyfriend? Just over a year. Okay, so you can just about start saying crazy stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can start being real, real self at this point. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> too late now. He's trapped. Too late now. You've yeah. tricked him into loving you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you can't love me at my Irwin, you don't deserve me at my best. I think Irwin's a great name. It does sound I like mean, a sort of um I like might a, like it if it wasn't just so uh, So in tribute to Steve. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But you can't call them Steve because then no one would ever be like, Oh, who are you named after? Because there's loads of Steve. Don't tell people. What is wrong with naming your kid after Steve Irwin? Or we could call him Stingray, but that's quite dark. Anyway. Uh, oh, when dear. you have friends over, how worried are you about stains? not worried at all not worried at all back. and then they happen and I'm like so I'll have friends over and I don't ever think oh like there'll be a st- I'm, it just doesn't occur to me and then if somebody spills something I do that thing of being like oh don't worry it's fine it's fine it's fine and internally I'm like for fuck's sake I have that horrible thing as well where and then I'm I resent them after cool, they've left but I'm also like how quickly can I run aggressively over with a cloth mm. and start scrubbing but also I don't, I want to don't feel bad <laughs> I don't feel sorry for people who have like a white or cream sofa and then invite friends around and drink red wine. Yeah, I ban red wine. Just don't do it. I have like a hard floor in my in my living room, so if you if you if you spill some it, it's like I'll just put a J cloth down. Perfect. Just lick it. Yeah. I mean, do you have just, any pets you could just send in? No, but that would be that would be great. Just <laughs> just get the pet stingray to have a little float in the red wine. Um, yeah, no, it's just just not a concern, not a concern at all. Fair enough. Um, do you believe in soulmates? Oh, I thought that was boyfriend. close. That was close, wasn't it? Do you believe in God? I was like, what? Do I believe in soulmates? Um, yeah. That doesn't sound like a yeah. Yeah, like I don't. Yeah, it's not I a do very believe romantic in soulmates. Answer. No, I don't believe you have one soulmate. Okay. I don't believe there's that one because it's like, oh come on, there's seven billion people in the world. I think it's more like eight point something now. Uh, is it? I think. Well, I don't know. Yeah, might have made probably. That up. I'll check. But like. You can't just have one soulmate, but I do think there are people who are your soulmate. But like, is your what's your boyfriend's name? Mike. Mike. Yeah, is Mike and like, I think he's my soulmate, hundred percent. But like, I mean, and I don't think he would be angry at me for saying dead. But if Steve Irwin was allowed, like Mike, who you know, um, I think there's probably lots of different ones in the world. Yeah, that seems like a safe, safe answer. So if something happens to Mike, if he's involved in a stingray incident. You yeah. can still find love in the world. I think, yeah, it's like it's not. Yeah, if he, if he had, if he was like a Steve Irwin and went, I then... feel like I'm attacking you. I don't believe in soulmates, so do you not? No, no, I'm not very romantic. Like it's difficult, isn't it? Because everyone has a different description, or whatever. definition, definition. Of thank you, of what soulmate is. But then I also think like a soulmate isn't always a romantic thing. Like I would say my best friend is my soulmate as well. I'd say my mum's a soulmate. Nice. I think it's just. A soulmate, I think, is just a word used to describe people who are really, really... Uh, Matey with your soul. 
Yeah, literally. They're really, really in sync with you. Yeah. Um, how good is your memory? <laughs> uh, that's a really good question. Is it? How good to my memory? Uh, good. Okay. Good. Yes, okay. good. Because people will sometimes be like, oh, that, like the other day I got an email and they were like, oh, I didn't do this. And I was like, you, you did. Ooh. You did. Oh, you're annoying then. Yes. But then if somebody's <laughs> like, want to be reminded. but then somebody will also be like, Michael will be like, oh, don't forget we've got, we've got dinner on Friday. And I'm like, ah, oh, do you want to like come to my gig and then we can do dinner? Where's your gig? Lincoln. And it finishes at um, two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm forgetful. But I also have a good memory for certain things. Excellent. Yes. Next question. Um, how good is your memory? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> that's really cheesy. That's good. I Don't like that. Joke. Sorry. Um, do you secretly enjoy other people's drama? Oh, 100%. 100%. But how do you feel about your I think drama? anybody who says no to that question can get in the bin. <laughs> oh, please. So, but but you, do you enjoy your own drama then? Like when dramatic things are happening in your life, are you yeah. still into it? Oh, I think okay. a little bit Dramical. of me, like I'm hating it, yeah. but a little bit of me is like, oh God, this Living. is going to be great to talk about. Once it's all blown over, yeah. it's great because one day we'll be like, you'll never guess what once happened to me. Um, yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. My favourite thing is when someone comes in and is like, guess what I found out? And you're like, spill the tea. Yeah, This is brilliant. Um, my two best friends were in a, a WhatsApp group and like, any time capitals are used, you know it's going to be great. They'll be like, guess what happened? Guess who I've Clear just seen? schedule. Yeah. Guys, I need advice. In big advice, that's a good one because you're like, brilliant. Really long What's voice note as well. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is going to be juicy. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Amazing. I love it. Good. Here great. is your um, welcome to the Clubhouse goodie bag. Oh, thank you so much. That's nice. We get a goodie bag. Yeah. What's in the goodie bag? It's mostly just chocolate. Oh my god, this that, is such a good goodie bag. Pull out that orange thing. I just wanted to know what the fuck that is. I just saw it and it was only a couple of pounds. So okay, I was just like, the listeners, I don't know what that is. I'm not sure if this is a marshmallow or a... Oh no, it's a, like a foam, big foam pencil. But I feel like the front of it just About says, the size of a roll-on deodorant. Is it like a... a Oh, it's oh, oh, it's quite therapeutic to oh, squeeze. Maybe it's a squ- I think it's stress a stressful, ball. squishy, slow rising, scented. That's yeah, that's scented. all it says on the it's front. Slow absolutely rising, not scented. scented. It's not. Maybe scented. you need to squeeze harder. That's not scented at no, all. It just sort of smells like sponge. Somebody's been squeezing it. Yeah, it smells <laughs> of my hands. Thank you for that. So weird, but the rest of it is chocolate. But I don't know. Do you drink? Do I drink? My boyfriend's a cocktail. He runs a cocktail. My boyfriend's a cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) Dating a Negroni. This is great. Pims, because you knew I used to serve Pims. Exactly. You did your research. You're so good. I was going to ask you a lot about comedy, but we like Hannah, my producer, told me to stop. But it's going well. It's brilliant. That's your quote. Comedy is Is there anything that you would like to um, plug before? I uh, yeah I've got an Edinburgh show so if you were going to be up in the Edinburgh fringe come and see my show it's called Hangfire, it's on every day I don't have a day off because I'm not a quitter uh, oh my god I've just like pied off so many people in this industry being like if you get a reality show you can really save it, if you have a day off at Edinburgh <laughs> if you don't like Steve Irwin um, <laughs> it's on every day at the Gilded Balloon and it's called Hangfire 
And my name's Amazing. Maisie Adam. So and just... you can follow her on Twitter. Yeah, oh my God. And like Instagram. get in touch on this viral tweet I've done because I don't go viral very so often. Fun. But give a good read of the uh, responses. They're very funny. I mean, this might not be out for a couple of months. So oh, I'll we'll just scroll down and find it. Yeah, um, just pin it to the oh, top I'll of pin your it. Profile. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, I'll pin it. Yeah, at Maisie Adam on pretty much Adam everything. Adam Singular. Yeah, Adam Singular. Instagram, Twitter, Habbo Hotel, MySpace, Pixo. You lost me. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today, <laughs> Thank Maisie. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you for having <laughs> you me. You are wonderful. It's been lovely. Um, thank you for everyone out there for joining us. Uh, please rate and subscribe if you have a minute. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening, you lovely legends. Next week on the podcast, we have the truly excellent Tiff Stevenson. Please do join us for the fun. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching fashion trends, pep talks where we give advice, mental health moments, and games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.